Welcome to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. This is your host, Amos Medford, and I'm just a wannabe hunter, but I enjoy interviewing and talking to guests all over the country who are excellent hunters who get the job done each and every season. So we're excited to bring this episode to you. I am headed out to work this morning, but I want to go ahead and get it out to you. Today I am joined by the crew from the Talk About It Outdoors podcast. So we're excited to be joined by Nick, Alex, and Cody from up there in North Georgia. We really appreciate them coming on and just had a great time chatting with them. I was sitting over at my grandparents' house. We had the landline ring while we were recording. It was it was a lot of fun. So y'all are going to enjoy this one. And uh, I really appreciate them coming on. And uh, you just stay tuned to everything that they have uh, have coming. Uh, it's it's enjoyable to listen to those guys, and it's uh, it's informative and educational as well as you hear what they have to say, uh, some guys who've got it done in the field. So enjoy the Talk About It crew today right here on the Wanna Be Hunting podcast, because if you're like me and you're heading to work this morning, you actually want to be hunting. Y'all set a while and enjoy. How did you actually get in to hunting? I mean, y'all can answer in in any order or however you want to do that but you know how did y'all get into hunting well myself i just my dad just growing up and my dad hunted and he would always take us and i probably first started off rabbit hunting we always took dogs and we still do to this day once deer season's over Mm -hmm. um small game season runs after um our season usually ends in the middle of january in georgia now as soon as that's over we'll start running dogs up until the late february and um but that's how I got my start, just going to camp and stuff like that at a, a very young age. Very cool. What about you, Alex? Yeah, kind of, kind of, oh, go ahead, Alex. So, okay. <laughs> same thing for me. I started started at a young age just uh, going to camp. My dad took me down to Alatoona WMA when I was five years old. That was the first place I ever went with him. And I walked around in the woods for, I don't know, two or three hours with him trying to find a place to hang a stand. And I think I peed behind every bush that was down through there. And he realized real quick that I'm going to have to find something else for him to do. He's pretty rambunctious. I was breaking sticks and everything else. And that's the oldest (laughs) memory I have of actually going to the woods with dad was uh, down on Altoona WMA. I was probably, that's at least 30 years ago. And we went and hung a stand. And from there, I couldn't sit still in the deer woods. Dad would take me and I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit still. I got cold. My feet wouldn't let me let me sit in one spot. I'm pretty rambunctious. So he said, uh, he said, we got to find something else. And we got into squirrel dogs and we ran squirrel dogs till I was probably 11 or 12 year old before I started really getting back into deer hunting. And, and from there it took off. Gotcha. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of the same thing going with my dad. Um, we had a club up in North Georgia. Um, it was about 600 acres and I got to go up there quite a bit as a kid. And we had a camp up there and I remember going sitting up there with dad when I was with him when he killed his biggest buck. And then when I got old enough to kind of go by myself, I was fortunate enough to grow up where dad could just kind of turn me loose in the yard. And me and my cousins would just go and be out all day with BB guns and everything, shooting everything that moved. And then mm-hmm. once I got old enough to start bow hunting in my teens, I really just kind of took it off from there um, by myself and my friends and Alex and so forth. We kind of took it off. My dad, slowly got out of deer hunting and that's how I got started with, with him for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. I love hearing about, you know, guys who their you know, their dad took them hunting for the first time and all that. That's, 
that's pretty special for sure. How did, how did y'all, you know, particularly y'all three end up, you know, hunting together? School. I mean, we grew up, we all went to high school together. Nick was a, was a year or two older than Cody and I just started out there. <laughs> Actually, I've never hunted with Cody and I've, I think I've only been turkey hunting with you once. Coon hunting. Coon hunting. We, we coon, coon hunted a lot, but I don't think we've ever went deer hunting together at a camp or nothing. Have no, we? no, never and, have. Yeah. And just for record, I've invited Nick several times to go turkey hunting. He's just, um, I don't know if he's too good to go with me or what the case is. But <laughs> Nick's a wanted man. He's, he's a, he's a headhunter. <laughs> Everybody wants to go with him. You got to get on that calendar now if you want it for next year. It's hard to align schedules nowadays with me taking kids and Nick trying to take <laughs> Clayton for the last four years, get him on the turkey and stuff. <laughs> Well, Nick ain't big on hunting in Colorado either, so and Cody lives out there 90% of the time. So. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, Cody and cool. Alex hunt a lot more to, lot more together, and they, they actually have been deer hunting a lot together and re- more recently. But, no, I, I need a I, – I probably – people would probably be uh, shocked to know that I've never been deer hunting with you. Okay, that That is <laughs> – when you think about it, as much time as we spend together now. And it's really – we never really – spent that much time together i mean we talked on the phone a lot we'd see each other around or whatever but we never really did a whole lot until we started podcasting together that's right Mm -hmm. you and i that's right no that's cool though but um that's that is kind of surprising to me you know i thought y'all hunted together all the time but (laughs) but uh we can only put up with each other so much amos that's what it is (laughs) i hear that (laughs) But it probably works know, out the, for the best. <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, I have people around here, you know, quite a few folks that I, you know, particularly that I go to church with that hunt. And some of them are even the ones that, you know, give me permission on their lease property and stuff. And we very rarely hunt together. We definitely never sit together, um, you know, just because of schedule, you know, when they're working, when I'm working and all that, it just it just doesn't line up you know, super well. So, I mean, I can totally understand it. I think it goes into the, to the fact you find someone to hunt with. It's hard to break off and go with somebody else. Cody and I hunt a lot the same together and which made sense for him to get involved with the podcast with us. I mean, it was, we're together. I don't know, 90%. I spend (laughs) as much time with him as I do with my family. A lot of times, especially during hunting season, we have for Probably the last 15 years, I mean, we've spent, you know. I mean, not just deer hunting, coyote hunting mm-hmm. and everything else. I mean, we, and like Alex said, once you get accustomed to the way someone else hunts, and if they hunt a lot like your style, it's hard just to go with anybody. Because if I'm going to go, the first person I'm going to invite is Alex and about vice versa. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that too, because, you know, there could be a pretty wide variety of strategies and setups and everything like that. And, uh, you know, you, you might get along fine, but if that doesn't line up when you're going into the same place or whatever, it could, I could see that being an issue. What is the backstory of the podcast? Let me take that one, Nick. I don't matter. So I guess about two years ago, we started talking about it. Um, we got an idea that we wanted to do something and, I had actually started a little Facebook group called Talk About It Outdoors or Talk About It TV. Um, and I thought, well, I'm going to start filming hunts. And Cody and I put some stuff on there. And, you know, we would take pictures and put together little videos or whatever. And it just really was never nothing that took off. It was uh, something that I really didn't have a lot of passion in. I didn't have, 
you know, the support behind myself to want to do it. And Nick came to me last summer and asked, he said, Hey, we need to do something. We we've got, you know, all these stories. We've got all this opportunity at hand to put something together. And what do you think about doing a podcast? And I said, I don't know. You know, I don't really, don't really listen to podcasts that much or anything. I said, I've listened to a few, but um, what do you think? He said, I think it's a good idea. So we started researching and of course we looked into a thousand different ways to record a podcast. And I mean, it was, you know, it was not new to us from a platform stance, but it was new to us in how to get into it. So started researching it, found, you know, the equipment and the, the stuff that we thought we would need. And we just started brainstorming with it. Uh, we tabled it until we got back from Illinois in November of last year. Uh, we got back from that and our first episode was, was actually getting, getting started right when we came back from Illinois last year. That was the first one that we did first full episode. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. Amos, when he would, when he was, anytime Alex has ever had a Facebook or Instagram, anything like that, when he would make a post or make a video, people would get on there and he would have thousands of likes or comments and people would just kind of listen to what he said. And as you've probably seen him on social media, he can talk to a fly on the wall. Um, so it was, it was kind of the perfect combination, you know, just mm-hmm. to me bring, me bring the idea up and then just serve it to him and then let him eat it so he's been eating it up ever since <laughs> <laughs> oh it's tasted good thanks for that meal it's tasted real good that's cool i mean and i, I just showed good. up over here one day <laughs> we've seen cody walking up the side of the street carrying a bag so we picked him up had a guitar on his back <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome but i think it works out well you know to have um you know a co-host or a couple co-hosts um you know, kind of throw some ideas back and forth. And, you know, there's always going to be things where, you know, different people are just interested in different things. And, you know, I know it always gets on, uh, you know, Alex's nerves when turkey hunting comes up, but, you know, hey, you know, Nick's there. And, <laughs> People's you know, already can, noticing that. <laughs> <laughs> it can, you know, it can speak to the turkey hunters out there. So, you know, I can see where that's cool to have, you know, have some variety even among, you know, the hosts, not not just with the guests. So that's pretty cool. And I think that's why it works very well with the relationship that we all have. Um, Cody's, he's got five kids, so he's not able to be here every week. I've got two kids and, and I've got things that I've got to do. Nick's got all kinds of work and stuff that he's doing on the side and everything else. And so we're all busy, but I think the great partnership about it is, is we are all involved in different things. Nick's a huge turkey hunter. I'm not. I'm a big fisherman, and Cody or Nick are not really that big of fishermen, but they'll go. Um, just like I'm sure this spring, I'm going to be in the in the woods trying to kill a turkey after all the, the grief I've got this year. But we're all deer hunters, so it comes down to deer season. We get into it, and we coyote hunt. You know, we're into all different sorts of outdoor activities, camping or, or cooking or whatever it may be. So it's a great I, I couldn't have picked a better group to do this with. It would never have worked with me and someone else. I'm a hundred percent certain of that. Yeah, I got you. It's a good balance for sure. <laughs> but that's cool. Cause you know, you see there is so much variety, um, you know, like on social media or whatever, you know, I follow a ton of stuff that's very specific to deer hunting, but you know, in the spring, I'll be pretty excited about turkey hunting, you know, and, you know, there's a whole lot of other stuff that comes into it. It's like, I've never been, 
well, I, technically I have been west of the Mississippi, but I, <laughs> I haven't been out west or anything like that. But, you know, I think it's cool to see what the guys are doing, chasing elk and mule deer and all kind of other stuff, you know, out that way. So there's like an appreciation for it, you know, even if it's not, you know, my number one thing. Exactly, and I think that variety is what brings interest to a show. Um, I'm sure Cody, if you've heard on episodes, he's the Westie of us. He wants to be the one that chases the elk, chases the mule deer. Nick's the turkey hunter that wants to try to go wherever he can on his journey. I'm the one wanting to go kill an alligator in the middle of Florida, so it just balances well there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we, you know, when we when we were doing this, when we were thinking about the podcast, we would ride down the road and. I'm sure the same thing with you and your buddies, you know, is we'll get on the phone and talk for 30, 45 minutes on the ride to work or from work and share a hunting story or a tip that might've worked. And we thought, why not just put this into a podcast and let other people tell us stuff. And I've, I've learned just a lot in just this, uh, what is it? 10 months that we've been doing this almost yep, 11. Yep. Um, I've learned a lot, just the different stuff that I wanted to try. So it's been, it's been very, very, very helpful. And it's been good to hear different people on other podcasts. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, to, to me starting a podcast, you know, I wanted to learn more about hunting. I'm, I've only been going for a few years now and I was kind of thinking the same type thing, like, Hey, I'll ask for some instruction. I'll ask for some advice. And surely there's other people out there that that could be a help to as well. You know, I mean, you never know, you know, who might, who might, uh, you know, tune in and get, you know, get an idea or, you know, hear, hear a how-to or something like that and give hunting a try that maybe has never even been before. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I could just... That's the key thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could just message people and say, hey, could you give me a tip or could you do that? But, you know, you put it in podcast form and you can share it and other people can hopefully benefit from it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit, you know, just kind of got the the short version of how y'all got into hunting and, you know, some of the situations where, you know, Nick really likes the, the turkey hunting and, um, you know, Cody and Alex do a lot of deer hunting actually together and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I've heard on, on podcast episodes, I've heard the, the recent alligator story and all that, but is there, a, you know, is there some favorite hunting stories or memories you know, anything like that, that, uh, you know, some of your favorites to tell or some that, uh, you know, that you'd like to, you know, kind of give a favorite, whether it has to do with, with, uh, you know, a first buck or, you know, first time hunting or somewhere along the way, biggest deer, whatever, anything that, you know, really stands out for each of y'all. Um, for myself personally, just thinking about just this past weekend, I, I took a trip down to middle Georgia, um, I had to look at something. Then I, I went over to a, a hunting club that we used to have. And we probably, I was talking to my dad last night. We probably got out of that club in 98 or 99, early 2000, somewhere around there. So I hadn't been back in, you know, 20 plus years. And just going back, it just, it just, that feeling just came back that we used to hang out there. I still remember everything. Everything looked the same. So um, I don't know if I have a favorite hunting story. I mean, all of them are pretty good, but just those memories is what I like to, uh, what I like to cherish in. And somebody might think it's foolish to drive, you know, two and a half hours to go look at a piece of property that you used to hunt that you can't hunt no more. But 
you know, one day those stones will be gone, and, and that's what I enjoyed just to go going to see and going to check out. But favorite hunt or memory of a hunt? I don't know. Probably watching my dad huff up that hill in South Dakota this past year, falling down on the ground. <laughs> and Blaine looked at me and said, "Is he okay? Is he is he going to be okay?" I said, "Yeah, he'll be fine. He's just trying to catch his breath." <laughs> <laughs> Old Jack laying there on his back, right? Yeah. I don't know. There's there's so many of them, man. I mean, it's hard to pick one over the other one. We. I mean, we've coon hunted all night long in the woods and crossed rivers and, and been shot at and done things that we, we'd be foolish if we went back and done them now or chased dogs like that or, I don't know, just places we've slept or camped or anything like that. Was Those are good memories, man, but some of them I probably wouldn't go back and do. A bunch of them I wouldn't go back to. <laughs> they was fun while we was in them. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, every, I mean, every story's got its own, so it'd be hard to share them, share them all. But those are just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm I'm like you, Nick. I've got a ton, and some of my most favorite memories are my recent ones, some of the hunts me and Alex have taken together. But one that sticks out in my mind is three years ago, I got the opportunity to take my dad to Kentucky on a hunt, and he hadn't been deer hunting in a long time, really deer hunting. I mean, he'd take a gun, and we'd go north Georgia and kick around in the mountains for a day, but really hunting. I was able to take him on a piece of property up in Kentucky, and he, he took a, a really nice old buck up there. And, we got to sit together in a box blind and I got to rattle that deer in for him and he shot it and we FaceTimed Alex right away in the while we was in that food plot and he was pumped and he's got that deer hanging on the wall. So that's, I don't know if that's necessarily my favorite memory because like Nick said, there's so many and so many stand mm-hmm. out in different ways, but that one definitely been able to come full circle going back to how I got started hunting, get to take him somewhere and let him, enjoy that you know again was it that was really awesome for me yeah that's awesome about you alex i guess for me you know you think back to all the memories at big 10 i had so many 20 years we had a hunting club there and there were so many times i took my first deer there i took my first buck that i got mounted there i watched uncle wibber and you know shoot and drop so many i watched dad kill a lot of deer i watched so many of the folks that are no longer with us enter into that camp and man, up where we'd leave on a, on a Friday after I got out of school and he got off of work and we would go down there with nothing, you know, just a few items to camp meet. We'd go down to camp and he'd always call on Friday evening and say, Bobber, you ready to go camping? And I was, he'd get up and come to the house. It was close to our house within 10, 15 minutes. You could be at home. And we, I grew up on a chicken farm. So, it was imperative you ha- you stayed close to come home, check the chickens in the morning, and I would go hunt, and he would go check those chickens. That camp to me was just, ah, there was so much fun that I had down there. Family, friends, I mean, I made a lifetime of memories. I mean, Jessica, she went on her first hunt with me down there, got to see me shoot a coyote, got to see me shoot a deer there one evening, and I killed a, a passel of, of good deer there. Didn't kill any giants, but had the opportunity to get some really good deer, and I think that camp for me was the, was the best i guess the best memory of a camp like you said that camp atmosphere but i guess a favorite hunt i don't know i mean it's hard to pick one but one that sticks out in my mind and i don't know that i've told this story before on on any of our shows so i I don't know why i'm better time than here but when i was probably i don't know it's been five four or five years ago i had a an old 79 Ford truck and I had been out riding around in it one morning. I didn't hunt and I was excited to go show my buddy, Doug, Doug Harmon. I wanted to show him that truck. So I went to his house, 
showed it to him. He wasn't there, and uh, his son, Damon, had pulled in, and um, I was like, man, what what they doing over here? They ought to be hunting, and he said, hey, he said, Dusty, which was his son, had killed a buck, had shot one. He said, we need some help tracking it, and I was like, all right, let's go. So we struck out tracking this deer, and it was it was supposed to be a pretty good one. I didn't know how good it was. I had no idea it was it was going to be, you know, along his track as it was but we tracked that deer for probably close to a mile we got to a spot there and when we had been on blood and off blood and on blood and off blood and we we tracked him up into a little privet hedge and he kind of disappeared and we walked back down the hill and we found we actually found the deer and it was a great eight pointer. i mean probably in the 20s biggest buck by far that he had ever killed and that was in september of uh of that year he had shot it and so it was maybe in october it was you know pretty early in the season and man it was the biggest buck he'd ever killed and i was there with him when he found it you know got to experience that with him and then the following august dusty was actually killed in an accident at work and um hmm. that there was some could you know people talk about divine inter- intervention being in the right place at the right time you know you're supposed to be there i didn't go hunting that morning i went and rode around I wound up at his house and I got to experience that moment with him that I'll forever hold in my mind. Cause I took the pictures of him with the deer. I got a video of him with the deer. You know, I was making videos, Snapchats, I think back then. And I took a Snapchat of him and I've still got that video on my phone. And those pictures are something that that's all we got left now is pictures and memories of him. And I, that just, that's always stuck out to me as one of those moments that, it really meant a lot for me to be in that situation. I was there for a reason. It was, that was meant for me to be there. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty special. And, you know, the more I hear hunting stories, you know, the more I'm, I'm learning, um, you know, and even, even creating some hunting stories, you know, I'm learning more and more that that is a big part of it is the, uh, the memory that you, that you create. And, uh, you know, it can be, it's fun, you know, in the moment, but it's pretty cool even, you know, just being hunting for a few years to think back and, you know, just some different things that have happened along the way that have been pretty cool. So that, that's awesome. Got the old, uh, got the old landline. Got the old wall in. phone. <laughs> Is that the landline <laughs> ringing in? <laughs> that thing got a 20 foot cord so you can go out and pull, pick beans while you answer it. <laughs> Something like that. Oh my goodness. We're uh yeah, I'm going old school tonight, so it's we got the landline, we got uh we got a nice warm temperature in here, so it's good. It's hot here too, so we understand. <laughs> <laughs> pay can, we turn, can we turn that fan on? <laughs> no, I'll be froze to death. So. That's awesome. Now now one thing I know, you know, just from listening to the uh to the podcast, um that y'all do is y'all go hunt in Illinois particularly is one that, you know, I kind of, I remember y'all talking about very specifically, maybe in that first episode recapping first or second episode recapping that, um, you know, how did y'all end up going to Illinois specifically or when did y'all start looking at, you know, hunting out of state? How did that kind of come about? I've been hunting out of state um, probably for, I think this is our 11th year. Um, I got invited by a friend of my dad's and, uh, he invited my dad, me and another guy. And we just been going ever since, man. We wasn't, we wasn't really looking to go. 
and the guy had mentioned to my dad several times and my dad was like, ah, I just want to stay around here and hunt. I want to stay around here. And finally he pulled the trigger on it and, and we've been going, man. It was the best decision that, uh, we've ever made. So. That's pretty cool. I remember when, uh, when we were, uh, the first day we ever talked to you, you were already telling me like, you got to, you need to plan an out of state trip and you need to try something in the Midwest. So I know that's something that you definitely enjoy and recommend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know you're still new to hunting, but it might spoil you. <laughs> I don't know what the deer numbers are in Florida, um, but it may spoil you. We've got a decent bit, yeah, but uh, we're not overrun, at least not where I hunt. For myself, I, I got invited to Illinois, what, five years ago, was it, I believe? Four, Four years ago, um, through a uh, family friend to go hunt a little piece of private land. And um, I had some success there on some private land. And after I went that first year, um, I knew that somehow I had to get Alex wrangled in to go with me. So I slipped him in there the third year. I think I, I okay. the second year was the second year. And um, we hunted that private ground again. And then from, from there on, we started looking at public land and that's all we hunt now. We've, we've stepped off the, we've stepped off the private ground up there and we're back on the public sector and, and we're going to continue to go doing this year so very cool yeah you, you definitely you definitely just got to go just just plan somewhere look at some public land sleep in your truck if you got to make it happen and just go it's worth you like nick said you'll spoil yourself and you'll be wondering why you didn't start earlier yeah for me it and it really kicked off earlier for going out of state back in 13 well, actually, in 12, I went to Kentucky for the first time. Um, we had a hunting club there and had an opportunity. Of, you, you always set your expectations higher than what they, you know, what they are until you get out of state and you learn. I let a great buck go the first morning thinking I'm going to see something bigger than that. You know, I'm up here to shoot a giant. And I learned mm -hmm. real quick, like the weather shifted, and it changed the whole scope of what we were doing. But Started going to Iowa during shotgun season. I, I've hunted there several years and had an amazing experience with it. And then went to uh, went to Illinois in, in three years ago with Cody for the first time. And, uh, y'all, what an experience that's been. The first year, of course, I was in Georgia mode, wide open, chasing everything around the country, trying <laughs> to get something killed and didn't do it. And last year had an opportunity and killed a great deer. And, we're going back hammering hard. It's probably it's probably the trip we start planning for. It's not something that we stop planning for. Nope. I think we talk <laughs> about it day in, day out. Of course, Cody and I talk on the phone every day, unless he's in Colorado or I'm on vacation. We're just on the phone over and over again. We talk a lot, and it's it's one of those places. That's that that's our trip, and we plan something out of state to go and do. Um, for the opportunity and, and nick game if he'd ever invite us to go out of state with him we, we might go out of state mm -hmm. with him somewhere i can't even hunt with him in georgia so <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm watching go buy a coon dog we're going, and get him back we're going on streak boys where we don't hunt together <laughs> just keep that streak just alive, that streak alive. <laughs> <laughs> we might do it for years until we go to texas or something on a big big paid hunt that'd be fun i think we should have the battle of the podcast in texas set up a place out there find one of those ranches 25 30,000 acres <laughs> Cost us fifteen hundred dollars so you can kill the biggest scrub. I'm, I'm thinking of that. Yeah, yeah, biggest cold buck. I was thinking maybe <laughs> South Florida where we go down there with that python cowboy and hunt together. There you go, guana hunting. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, they had a big uh they had a big python killing contest this year. 
I forget what the winner got. It was something ridiculous, like ten or twenty thousand dollars and all kind of stuff. Really, like killed the most pythons because the uh, the Everglades are like overrun with them. It's really it really is a problem to the ecosystem. (laughs) Battle of the glades. It's pretty wild. (laughs) The iguanas and the pythons. I'm coming. I'm telling you, we're going now. I'm Y'all going. better plan your plan your book. We're going to South Florida. We're going to the Keys. We're going to hunting with air guns. I don't know if it'll be with the python cowboy or with the <laughs> the uh, iguana artist or whoever it is down there. The artist formerly known as iguana. That'd be a pretty good name. You don't live that far south, correct, Amor? No, no. I'm in the very northeast uh, part of part of Florida in Jacksonville. Okay. Yep. Florida's a Florida's, Florida's a crazy place. Savannah. Yeah, probably about yeah, you're uh, a little under three hours to Savannah. Not uh, probably even closer to, not too far from uh, Valdosta. All that good stuff. Yep. But uh, that's where all the big books are. Yeah, there's some. No. There's some it's decent wet, ones out there. Valdosta. Yeah. That's Worth County. That's where that yeah. boy killed all them mm-hmm. big bucks. That's in, that's dog running country down there where he's at. Are y'all running with dogs down there, Amy? I do not, but a ton of people do. Everybody and their brothers got a box wide open. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody around here got a box in their truck and a and a uh, you know hunting club number on it. They all. Uh, they run them somewhere around here, that's for sure. But uh, I've never actually done the done the dog dog hunting like that. Go, I'm, go! I'd, I'd be all fun. for it. <laughs> Try it out. It's fun. I've been. That's awesome. I have to I have to give it a shot one of these times. Um, you know, speaking of speaking of your advice there for me to for me to give dog hunting a try i just want you know kind of end with what advice you know y- y'all would give to a new hunter you know someone who is fairly new you know some you know i ask this at the end of every every episode and some people give like a mindset or you know something like that some people give a tactic or you know maybe some piece of gear that you should never leave ever but you know it can be anything what uh, what kind of advice do you have for a for a new newer hunter find somebody that shares your passion and do, and do it with them because i think if you have somebody that is into the same thing you are as if that's deer hunting that's deer hunting then you can bounce ideas you'll be more encouraged to go outside of the box and just go like we said and do things that's maybe out of your comfort zone whether if you're if you're by yourself trying to do it by yourself you may talk yourself out of opportunities so that's why i love going and hunting with alex and so forth is we push each other to try different things and try new tactics and i think that's why we've been successful so that's my advice find someone that shares your passion and 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 do whatever that passion is with them awesome go alex (laughs) <laughs> you want me to go now no go nick i don't care i just um, we're over arguing now <laughs> amos um that's a great question because i asked the same question to a lot of people and i've never been asked that question um <laughs> i'll be honest with you man i've 
and, and I'm not going to say it was lack of money growing up, um, you know, but we just, we wasn't able to go out and do a lot of stuff. We, we didn't do a lot of stuff when I was younger. So I grew up with that mentality is, is, you know, I'll go next year, you know, I'll go next year. I ain't got the money for it. I can't do this or I can't do that. Yes, you can. You can do anything you want to do as long as you, as long as you just push yourself to go do it. And if it's money, work overtime, pick up a side job, something like that, if that's what's holding you back. But don't let these opportunities go because life's too short. I mean, you could, if you want to go out of state turkey hunting, if you want to go deep sea fishing, or I mean, I'm, I can go on and on and on about that, but just go and don't let anything hold you back. You know, take your wife with you, take your girlfriend with you. Um, they, they can find something to do while you're doing what you like to do. So just don't, just don't be held back. Don't, don't say I'll do it next year because next year may not be here. So that's, that's my advice. Yes, sir. Solid. That's solid. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> You've had time to think about uh, that. Take me just a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my biggest piece of advice for anybody new getting into hunting, do not let anyone's idea of success sway what your ideas of success are. If you get into something mm -hmm. and you're passionate about it, you do it because you're happy doing it. Take it back to what Tony told us. You know, be happy for yourself. You're not going to go out and, and please anyone if you can't please yourself. Find what drives you. If it's shooting a spike buck the first day it walks out and you're happy with it, you shoot that spike. And then the first person that tells you that you shouldn't have shot it, you delete them from your life and do not ever go back to them because you don't need that negativity in it. You find positives in anything you do, whether it's hunting, fishing, camping, doing anything that you do, you find the positives in it. You can go through the world being mad at everything you can possibly be mad at and be upset, or you can be happy. And that's the key thing for me. Just, just find your happiness. I don't care what it is in the outdoors. Just find your happiness and find the key to it and be, you know, be staunch and hard in your rapport when you're doing it. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Those are all, uh, those are all good ones. I'm taking notes. Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you guys coming on on the Wanna Be Hunting podcast. I've enjoyed, you know, talking to y'all. You know, enjoyed listening to you know you, you guys' episodes and everything. But it was cool to have y'all on here and just kind of ask a few questions that I had in mind. And uh, I really appreciate y'all taking the time and uh, just making making a little time this evening to to join me. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens the rest of the season for y'all and the rest of the season for me. And, uh, you know, hopefully getting a chance to talk in the future and hopefully, you know, meet in person at some point here at one of these uh, outdoor shows or whatever. Amos, we want to thank you for taking the time to reach out to us and, you know, asking us to be on the show. For us, it's not we're not anybody any better than anyone else. We just like to we like to hunt. We like to do things we enjoy and we want to share that passion with anyone that'll listen to us talk about it that's that's the key thing for us that's why we think that's why we named it talk about it outdoors because it's not talk about it deer hunting or talk about it turkey hunting it's, it's it and whatever the it is for you that's the key thing yeah absolutely all right thanks guys thanks man appreciate it thanks very much amy Amos Medford here with the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. Thanks again so much for joining us today and just enjoying the conversation we had with 
the crew from Talk About It Outdoors. We enjoyed that, had a good time, and uh, uh, once again, just uh, wish everyone good luck this hunting season. I was able to get out Saturday, saw a couple uh, couple little uh, yearling does move through pretty quick. Always good to see deer when I'm out. I uh, just didn't have the right opportunity, so we'll, uh, we'll stay after them, and uh, we'll try to fit it in with uh, everything we've got going on. I know most everybody listening has uh, got a job and a family and everything else, and you're trying to get out to hunt, so good luck, and uh, just try to plan your schedule as best you can and make most of your opportunities, and that's what uh, this podcast is all about. I want to make the most of our opportunities as we're able to get out, uh, even if our time and resources may be limited. Uh, I mean, I really appreciate the encouragement from the guys from Talk About It, you know, just saying, hey, uh, you got to go for it, got to make some opportunities, so... That's good encouragement for all of us to get out there and see what we can do. And as always, let's honor God, work hard, and keep hunting.